welcome to the Nintendo Playing with Power podcast. Uh, it's a retrospective where we go through all the past issues of Nintendo Power, uh, adding our own comic interludes and bringing very little actual video game prowess to the table. But hopefully you can come along for the ride with us and enjoy uh, nevertheless and uh, stick with us. So uh, unfortunately, uh, tonight we're missing our captain, uh, in Ben, uh, he's a little under the weather. So uh, I'm John, and I'm gonna, you know, sort of take the reins here a little bit. And uh, with us, as always, is is Mike. Hello. And uh, back on uh, spot start duty, uh, being called up from the bullpen on a moment's notice, uh, we have Brandon joining us uh, to round out a, a trio for the evening. So thank you, Brandon, for for joining us. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Thanks for having me again. Yes, thank you, uh, thank you very much for uh, giving us more of your time and uh, being willing to uh, make this uh, ho- hopefully save save this issue. Uh, so this <laughs> issue is <clears throat> volume thirty eight. Uh, it is July of nineteen ninety two. We're smack dab in the middle of summer, and uh, on the cover uh, we have the patriotism dialed up to an eleven. Uh, we have uh, Street Fighter two. And uh, the cover features Guile uh, giving a roundhouse kick uh, <laughs> through the air uh, to the, the margin of the magazine itself. Yeah, he's uh, it's it's on the what else we have we have you know it's basically um, it's pretty much what dominates the page. He's kind of he's flying to the reader's left. Uh, it's at the airport um, battle like scene or battle stage Map. from the game. Yeah. Or I don't know. Yeah, I guess stage for a fighting game. I don't even know. But yeah, which kind of takes, um, it, kind of takes it off the street, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a, a a belt buckle going on. It says U.S. on it, which that's a little strange. I don't think any army belt buckle says U.S. on it. He has the American flag tattoo and the dog tags. I'm horrified. Uh, I'm horrified at this guy's stance. He is wrenching his ankle right now. Oh yeah, well, man, that no, is terrifying. I think he's in the air he's though, in right? The air, yeah, he's in the air, so it's just movement. It's not the foot. Well, that's not, that's actually he's on the ground. That's actually Ooh. perfect for him, then, Mike. Not to uh, correct you, but I, I feel like that would be just exactly what he needs for when he lands, because that way it'll, you know, he'll roll into his landing onto his foot. You know, his toe will touch first, and then he'll rock into the rest of it. I assume he's going to connect more with his other foot than that foot. Though the the. Mike is correct to be drawn into that that left well his left leg our right um just the femur like doesn't look like it's lining up yeah that's with, like the re- doing a weird thing yeah yeah his, his leg is zigzagging yeah it's it's basically the bones aren't lining up right but you know who can really blame the artist because the rest of the image is really bringing it uh, maybe there's, he's there's being, not- maybe he's being thrown back because M. bison really just fucked him up <laughs> so I don't know. Anyway, well, yeah. he can't be going backwards because of his dog tags. But all I can think of is just like looking at him with his American flag uh, tattoo and the hair and everything is like I am Major Chip Hazard, you know, from uh, <laughs> fucking Toy Soldiers, just kicking ass. Major Chip Hazard reporting for duty, making all his little Barbie dolls. Oh, uh, what else do we? We have a little star on the page saying that Nintendo Power is going to have a password giveaway. Um, we have the we have we have those nowadays. They're called hacking. <laughs> we have the official Nintendo seal of quality, uh, as always, and uh, we also have um, like a crate to his bottom right behind the seal of quality. It's pretty well drawn. Yeah. The artist, the artist signed the crate too. That's kind of cool. 
a lot of times we don't see like artist signatures on the uh, on the cover. So that is cool. That's is this maybe the is this possibly the first one that we've seen with an artist signature? We are. I don't had... know that you know the artists are pretty good about hiding them sometimes. So maybe they've been there or been cropped out before. But you know, somewhere uh, in the middle of that... claymation, Mario's blue hat or something is like a little squiggly signature. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? There might have been it's one before. Carved but... into his head, carved it's... into his skull with a toothpick. It's the first. Or that I in the. Remember. What were you gonna say, John? It was just the first that I remember. I agree with yeah. you on that one. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe there's something carved into like the bottom of like King K. Rule's foot if you look way back in that one, like that first issue, whatever it was. When it's like it's not, it doesn't look like Bowser. It looks like some kind of weird Bowser degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> well, that seems to be it. Uh, I thought I saw something on Giles' pinky on one of his fists. I don't know if that was a ring or just like a, a, a nail that stands out, but yeah. No, I think I that's know. like a a wrinkle in his hand. Actually, I think I see what you're saying. I think it's just his palm because I'm. It's right. I blew it's it right up. Hand. The yeah, he's pinky, got. It's it's the nail that's drawn weird. Like it's supposed no, to be a he's nail. He's got four fingers, so it can't be. Anything. Oh, what yeah. is that? Yeah. No. I, I honestly think it's just his palm, like when it creases when you make a fist yourself. You can see like the little crease in the side. Yeah, they kind of drew that in. That's actually pretty. Ac- hold your Mike, hold your hand like a fist. There is a little bit of a, a crease right there. The artist did a good job. Like I'm doing it with a cigarette in my hand, and I still have a crease. So, all right. But, I mean, still, so, like at that angle, maybe you shouldn't be able to see it. I don't know. It might be too much detail. I was gonna I say, know. isn't isn't password giveaways uh, Sony's Sony's deal nowadays? I think because so. Mike said the hack thing. Uh, WikiLeaks. All right. Uh, good All time. right. So on the inside cover, we have the same advertisement we've had for a few months now. So we probably won't spend too much time on it. It's, Samus, uh, have, Samus has rifling for a laser weapon. So yeah, just sit with that. Well, she uh, I love that Samus. I love that Samus crotch shot that you get in this ad, though. That's that's yeah. fat material for the bank for sure. <laughs> Uh, and then what else do we have? We have a, an ad for um, the dog. Uh, the dog has Super Mario Brothers three in its mouth, and it's saying, "Do you know where your game pack has been?" Uh, it's kill like, that dog. I love it's like dogs, one of, but kill that like dog. One of Mike's many dates. You never know where they've been. So, uh, <laughs> so Rex really wanted to play. It's too bad. The first thing he found was your favorite game pack. He slobbered all over it. Sure, he could give. Sure, he could have gone for the plastic doggy bone, but no, he just had to have that game. Don't worry, all is not lost. Your nest cleaning kit. Oh, you have your nest cleaning kit. This is kind of dope, but I don't really trust it. Yeah, I feel like it's um, kind of one of those. I like, had the Super Nintendo. I, I, I had the Super Nintendo one, and it seemed to work okay. But the dirty little secret uh, that. You know, just cotton swabs and um, you know, cotton balls and some some rubbing alcohol was just as good as any of these these cleaning kits. So yeah, I had uh, one of them a whole as lot well. Cheaper. So it it just looked like a big gray game cartridge, right? And you just like put it. Yeah, into your and system. you and you would like it came with inserts that you would like pop into it, and you would like crunch it into your Super Nintendo and like pick up the dirt that was on all the contacts and stuff. Yeah, see, mine was pretty secondhand, so all I had was, like, uh, like none of my stuff came in the box or whatever, right? So uh, all I had was this, like, grayish, way too big Franken cartridge, and it looked like it had, like, some residue from the contacts in the inside, and I figured out that that was meant for, like, my whole experience was, like, trial and error with this thing. My grandparents gave it to me, and they're like, we bought this for your dad 
50 <laughs> years ago, and he didn't ever touch it. So now it's yours. You've earned it by speaking being of, spe- interested. Speaking of coming in the box, uh, we're going to have a uh, throwback <laughs> uh, anniversary issue that we're going to be uh, working on. Probably will have came out by the time this airs, but uh, yeah, so come box. <laughs> anyway. Come box, um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, on to the, the contents, table of contents. contents. Yeah, we did the same panic um, restaurant, Capcom gold medal challenge, might and magic. And then for the Game Boy, we have Toxic Crusaders, Jeep Jamboree, Wave Race, and Centipede. Uh, and then the Super Nintendo, uh, Magic Sword, Street Fighter, and NCAA Basketball this month. What, one thing that just doesn't make sense to me, I don't know why they aren't putting Super Nintendo first. Like, it just, yeah, that's why, true. Why, why wouldn't you lead with your best system? I mean, I guess I know the, the format's always been having the NES games first, but... Like, as you're rolling out a new system, don't you want to put that in a place of prominence? It doesn't really make sense to me to have the Super Nintendo. Uh, I guess the Super Nintendo isn't that prominent yet. Well, it should be. And they've made a big deal about it. I don't know. I think they're just trying to stick with their conventional format. I don't know. Uh, and then our illustration in the bottom the bottom uh, right here uh, from the, the old Dick Nose drawer. Um, he has a player on a treadmill. It looks like a... Nintendo Power Treadmill that's designed to like power the Game Boy as you as you run. Uh, well, guy this guy's definitely lost a couple steps and he's uh, falling off the treadmill pretty quickly. Like a George so. Jetson situation going on. Rut row. Rut row. George. <laughs> Dick Nose has changed his uh, his artist style. Now the guy's nose looks like a scrotum. So <laughs> he's, he's so he's moving on up. He's moving up in the world. No, he's so. moving down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, on to the player's pulse. So the format's still the same. We have one page of letters and then um, a review of, of, a, of a previous uh, contest winner. So let's see the letters this month. Or because we have to come to work every day and have our regular routine, we sometimes forget the unique side of our re- readers' daily lives. And that is until we open your letters. So there's no theme to these letters. It's just people writing in uh, this month. So. Uh, I think it's about schools, maybe? Because I see student no. power and move over. No. No. It's right. not. So the first one is student <laughs> power by Stanley Ng from Longview, Washington. Washington. Okay. I'm a high school student and a power Or it could, be, it could be Western Australia as well. So. <laughs> Whenever I feel like I'm buried in research papers, test labs... Tests and labs needing to be completed, I call a timeout and go for my Super NES, NES, or Game Boy. Playing video games clears my mind. It also gets rid of stress. I find the symptoms to be the next best thing to have in an actual arcade machine, and they cost less. So he's a terrible student. Good job, Stanley. You could have <laughs> invented, like, Twitter or something if you weren't playing Super Nintendo so much. Wasn't that, there a serial geez. killer with the last name of Eng? Uh, I don't know. Depends on if you how many people you have to count before it's a serial killer right it's like yeah three. charles ain hmm. what yeah. you googled ain't no- it ain't nothing but anything baby <laughs> all right anyway yeah, yeah charles, so yeah charles ain uh raped tortured and murdered 11 to 25 people with his accomplice leonard lake in california i know the last name of that you think he'd be doing it in vietnam but nope and he was uh caught in canada hmm. so yeah, go Canada. Probably Ooh. tracked him down on some horses. Oh, I just realized. I, f- I forgot the <laughs> amount numbered. 
I'm doing yeah, very he the probably tonight. he probably he probably made the mistake of walking into a Tim Hortons. <laughs> hey, aren't you that aren't you that serial kill, serial serial killer from down in California? Eh? <laughs> no, I'm not that serial killer from down in California. Eh? So no, I'm the serial they caught him. The, they I'm caught the serial him. Serial killer from New York. <laughs> they 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 caught on to him like uh, in Glorious Bastard style, where like when uh, when the guy's counting, he uses his thumb, yeah. and they're like, "Wait a second, we don't do that around here." But instead, he just didn't say a at the end of his sentence, and they're like, "Hang on a second, where'd you say <laughs> you were from there, eh?" You didn't, you didn't thank the cashier for your coffee, eh? This is going to be a problem. <laughs> you, 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 didn't, you didn't say please in your order. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say thank you when you gave her your money. <laughs> Hold on a second. You were asking about fourth down in football. What's going on? All right. <laughs> What's going on? All right. Uh, anyway. <laughs> You're coming with awesome. us, Sonny. You're awesome. going downtown. Get on your the back of my in, horse. Your milk. You're looking for milk in a cartridge, in a, in a carton, not in a bag. Oh, you're not from Canada. All right. Uh, awesome twosome. We have our. We got our NES in 1988, and I have beaten about 50 games. One cool thing is because my brother has no arms, he plays with his feet. From Sam and John Sheptock in Interlochen, Florida. So. Uh, yeah, aspiring. good for good for John, I guess. It says to aspiring game counselors, possibly. Well, how would he answer <laughs> the phone? Yep. <laughs> Bluetooth? I don't know. All right. So <laughs> he, he just has to wait for the he just has to wait for the late nineties. <laughs> okay. So uh, uh, do you think brain... do you think do you think he would just get left hanging for a high five like constantly? <laughs> <laughs> hey, great job, guy! Your sales were through the roof. You did great counseling. You did. High, uh, uh, handshake. Uh, uh, high forehead. Uh, Slap uh, right in the forehead. Fist bump. That's, that's, uh, high okay. forehead. <laughs> oh my gosh, poor guy. Everyone gives him headbutts. <laughs> anyway. Brandon, you want to handle the Beethoven? Yeah, Brandon. The which? Move Beethoven. Oh, the Beethoven. Uh, I have no idea. Oh, I know what you're reading. I got sidetracked because there's two other ones that I was looking at. Um, When my brother Nicky was playing SimCity, I started playing the village music on the keyboard after working at a few bugs that sounds perfect. So this guy, like, apparently nailed the... uh, Yeah, I don't take him at his words. This is Bobby D'Arico from Stratford, New Jersey, by the way. So, Bobby, if you're listening, put up a a YouTube video or shut up because I don't believe you. I don't know, man. I'm going to argue in Bobby's defense because two things stick out to me. A lot of these, well, not a lot of these other ones, but some of these other ones have, like, genuine pictures. We've seen, like, a lot of accounts of people looking as dweeby as possible, especially, like, from the counselors, right? But this guy doesn't have a picture. So either his family doesn't own a camera in the 90s, which I don't believe, or he has so many downs that they just couldn't take a picture of him, right? And, like, when you're talking that scale of autism, like... I've had a few autistic fits where I'm like sitting there and I'm like, hold on, that little video game riff would go perfectly to Rush or something, or like that little guitar riff would go perfectly to a video game or something. And you know, you just have a moment sitting there thinking about it, and then the sun gets too bright and you're just like, ah, back to reality. (laughs) I gotta stop staring at the sky. I I think you're overthinking it. You just need to look at the end of he's from Stratford NJ which is New Jersey and I've seen Jersey Shore and that state is full of fucking liars we don't so that's all I need I don't I don't need to overthink it he's got that going so, against him alright he does so, have a, a Jersey Shore fake tan in that cartoon there 
<laughs> I'm assuming right. he's white, but he like slathered on the orange before he yeah, got right, it. Like, yeah, the onion cut wasn't popular at the time. You want the next one? You want the next one? Next one, Mike? Countdown. 30, 29, 28. Dad said we can get the superness if we get along for 30 days. He already has it, but it's in the garage attic. They'll even cut it down to 20 days if things go well. I have two brothers who always fight, so I doubt we'll get it. From Chris Pickin of Allegan, Michigan. You're counting and we're hoping, Chris. Let us know if the three of you pull together enough to step into the world of superpower. So, yeah. you wait, uh, Mike, you got you got one of the M state abbreviations correct. So, uh, a, a little a pro- applause for you. There. <laughs> Nothing's ever gone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think I would have been able to not fight with my sister for twenty days. Uh, no, absolutely. I, I read that one. That was one of the two that was distracting me, and and like I was just like thinking about that. Oh, if my parents tried that shit. It would be, well, it'd be chaos. Is what it would be. Because <laughs> fucking Thunderdome. You can't. No, I think. <clears throat> I think at that point, my sister and I would band together because if they tried to take away, like if I got punished, that would be one thing. But if we both got punished, then it's all at war. <laughs> all right, they can't so take us down uh, if we stick together. You, you, the can, next... you can just sign a truce with the sister saying, listen, if we can just pretend to get along for 30 days, why don't we get the system and we don't have to talk to each other for years. Oh, yeah. You see, like you would think that would work, but like I actually pulled something to that effect. Like, so when I was in high school... Uh, probably like junior year, so year eleven for you Canadian listeners. Um, my parents went out of town and like left me in charge. My sister's like five years younger, so I mean she was twelve. I mean it was like wasn't like we couldn't take care of ourselves, but uh, they gave me I forget how much it was, but like three hundred or four hundred dollars for the week just to like cover all the expenses and everything. So like I quickly did the math in my head and realized like if we lived frugally i could get a playstation 2 (laughs) (laughs) and uh so like i went and like bought the playstation and my sister like totally ratted me out and my dad lost his shit on me i was like i really should have gone to her and been like look we could totally get a playstation out of this but she wouldn't have cared so uh no you gotta bribe her with something less like hey sis how about i take you to the mall and we get some froyo and then you know you know, yeah, we just have a see, nice little day really out. I think my plan through. I just like focused on me getting the PlayStation Two part of it. Selfish <laughs> yeah. So you had so the money. You had to take action. Team yeah, I had, asking for it. So that my dad like called me, and like he's like, if I don't see the return on the account within like whatever a day or two, like <laughs> there'll be hell to pay. So I had to like take. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Um, John. So, John, do you want to take the super Ness onion pull? Onion, onion pull. <laughs> Opinion um, poll. I got food <laughs> on the brain, Mike. It's all good. I don't I'll know do if you one. added. He's been recording too Sorry. many taste tests. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I don't know do. if you noticed, but I added a, a a game to play for our future plays that we I'll saw. I'll do the first one, and why don't you take the uh, uh, Mark take Knight the one? Yeah, I'll do. So, all right, uh, Charlie. Uh, Drule I don't know how to. <laughs> good <Drule>. luck. <laughs> Uh, from Reno Valley, California, writes in that I've owned an, a Genesis for a year, but I play my NES more because I wasn't impressed with the so-called, air quotes, next generation, end quotes. I purchased the Super NES and found the 
real next generation. There's no comparison. Act Razor is like playing a classical CD, and the Mode 7 action in Pilot Wings is incredible. Give it up, Genesis. So, like, total fanboy there. Um, yeah, he tried. At least he wasn't I mean, impartial. He tried. He tried, but, like, all right. I mean, yes, I can understand, like, if you had the NES more, like, more NES games, like, whenever I get a new system, like, I'll still leave the old one hooked up, you know, for a little while because, you know, I want to still play through you know some of the some of the games that i that i'm working on so but i don't buy the like oh you know it doesn't compare the nes doesn't compare uh to the gen or genesis doesn't compare to the nes like whatever i don't i don't know well, but, they, well we, we had this talk with triforce <laughs> that they just nintendo just had more first party titles and they do their own games excellent like there are very few nintendo right. made games for their systems which suck because they know fun and yes, Sega, but they try to like, hey, everybody, let's all contribute. And it's kind of like socialism at its worst. But that's the equivalent of comparing like the PlayStation 2 to like the Xbox 360. You know, like it's just that they're not they're not the same generation. Like, obviously, one's going to be better than the other, like after a short period of time. So, yeah, whatever. So, all right. Uh, I see. Yeah, I see what John's saying. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm having a hard time deciding which system to buy. Actually, first off, I just want to say this guy had me like super into his name, like Mark Knight. That's so cool. Like the dark, like the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, right. Like his parents were on point in in like 1992. His parents knew what was up, or like I guess probably earlier than that, because he's probably like 15 or whatever writing in, assumably. Anyway, let's not let's not stereotype. But uh, then he goes and slaps me in the face with his stupid fucking letter. I, if I ever <laughs> find Mark Knight. I'm going to have words with this guy in North Hollywood, California. You're going to go all Christian Bale on the uh, Terminator set on Oh, him. yeah. I'm going to be <laughs> upset. But anyway, so he says, I'm having a hard time deciding which system to buy, Super NES or Genesis. Now, frankly, I had them both, and I know personally that it's like hands down, you need to have the Super NES for your adventure, but that's what he says. Anyway, he goes, everybody knows that <laughs> Super NES has the best action and adventure games like Street Fighter Two and the new Zelda game, which... I totally full agree with. And he says, but I love sports games. John, I hate you. <laughs> Genesis may have the upper hand in that category, which admittedly they probably do, but only because Nintendo had their eye set on what was important and not making dumb virtual stupid sports games that you can go aside and play. That's that's lame. Anyway, so he says, what do I have what what do I have for look to look forward to in Super NES sports games? So I gotta also admit, I like this guy's balls because he's flat out written Nintendo and he's calling them out. And so he kind of deserves the shadow that they give him by putting him in a letter. And then they yeah, basically pander to like him. Kind of a, a negatively toned letter. They they're, they're, they don't do a lot of that. So, I mean, it's not really negative. Yeah, no. He's just saying like, I want to see more sports titles. What can you do for me? Yeah, so. and then so they kind of pander to him, which I'm a little bit upset about. I think Nintendo should have just put their balls on the table just like he did. But they say... Uh, that there should we'll be about 25 super, yeah. yeah, and there should be about 25 games by the end of next year. Keep an eye on your pack on the pack watch. So they're basically telling them buy more magazines, and maybe we'll reward you with enough games that you'll be satisfied. Yeah, but frankly, um, they should be saying we have a five-step treatment program where we just subject you, fucking. I'll uh, agree. I like, forgot the the <laughs> Genesis libido, and like. Modified libido style to just the Genesis and the Dreamcast were just better sports game machines. Like the games on the sports side of the table 
were always yeah. better on Sega. But like obviously like the the you know like the critically acclaimed like the best games over the best made games overall were you know always on the super the, you know the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo the, franchise Nintendo 64 that whole bloodline and even the GameCube like even though the GameCube really I mean yeah I love Nintendo don't be wrong but like let's be honest GameCube was the generation where PlayStation and to a certain extent Microsoft like eclipsed Nintendo uh, oh, yeah. at least uh but the the first party GameCube titles like they were still as good as anything that was out on those systems it's just the sheer volume of everything else like really started to catch up with Nintendo at that point and you kind of end up where we are today where Nintendo will put out you know or you know there'll be two or three just amazing games for Nintendo and then like everything else kind of filters out on the other systems uh in you know you'll have great games on you know Xbox and PlayStation but I don't know. It's kind of uh, kind of interesting point, I guess. Uh, we'll see, uh, but I do think he. I don't think that really Super Nintendo ever had the the great like just the cartridge format just was never great for 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 sports games. And uh, I'm not really sure why Genesis had the upper hand though, because it was using it too. But I don't know. Well, so, uh, was, honestly, was, I think was, Genesis probably a three button controller. Yeah, I, yeah, I was gonna say they help. had a different controller, and and I think they just went on it so much harder because. They didn't have much footing in anywhere else. Like they had their Sonic and they had their uh, right. the sports. Rayman titles, wasn't so. until the PlayStation. Yeah. But yeah, then they, I remember like the only sports game I ever really played when I was a kid ever was uh, '94 NHL '94 on the Sega Genesis. Yeah, and then I had right. I think I had MLB '94 as well. Which the I NHL like games, like those, those NHL games, actually might be my favorite hockey games of all time. Hockey doesn't really, at least in my opinion, translate well to the newer generations as much. Like, I mean, they're finally getting there, but um, just the simpler kind of animation and, and action style of the Genesis era, like, really lend itself well to some great, you know, hockey games. And I really like, you know, the Madden and uh, a few of the other games too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, unfortunately, um, like, you know, I don't think Mark was ever really satiated on his desire to be, you know, on yeah. par for the. So, uh, moving on, we you have uh, we have Eric Fisher uh, being profiled here. He's the kid that won the Star Wars contest from a few months past, from Volume Thirty One, uh, where he was flown to San Francisco uh, to Lucas Ranch. Though they don't put it, they just, uh, he visited Lucas Arts and uh, saw how they were working and he saw how special effects were made and uh, made a trip to the Star Wars archives uh, uh, to see a bunch of the props and stuff that had been used. Um, even yeah, <laughs> they have a picture of, they have a picture of him in a Captain EO ma- <laughs> jacket from the uh, Star Wars uh, you know Captain EO thing at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, that was a Michael Jackson jacket. Yeah, that was the which whole is, Michael Jackson. I saw a video about that today. <laughs> yeah. what, did, what, did, what was the video about? Uh, it was actually from uh, Dorkly. I don't know if you guys ever watched his channel on YouTube, but he was talking. Um, it was today. It was a Today in Nerd History video. They were talking oh. about strangest Disney attractions that got closed. And I'm pretty sure it was the number one or number two attraction was the Michael Jackson Michael Jackson EO thing, and I had <laughs> never heard of it until then. And it was I probably today that I remember the like the like remnants of it being there when I did a trip in the '90s. But yeah, so anyway, um, I think it's crazy that they even brought it back. That that blows my mind. 
<laughs> like why? Well, they're not. They're, know, like... He's going. He's going through like the archives there. That's that's like this. Was oh yeah, no, but I mean, like in the video, um, Tony points out that it got reopened after Michael Jackson's death, and it's been oh, since turned into probably, yeah. some kind of stuntman maniac track or something. I believe <laughs> I kind of tuned out, but I don't know. Like just the idea of it being reopened for any amount of time just boggles my mind. Totally. Yeah, blown by the way, away. Dorkly is a spinoff of College Humor, so I've been going to college humor since like the early 2000s so yeah. i had no idea actually. they do some really they do some really great content uh their whole site is really good actually so if you're looking for some sort of offbeat comedy uh, video game stuff uh, uh more, more yeah. canadian more canadian trivia i just googled captain or well, i wikipedia captain eo and the first thing that came up wasn't michael jackson but an article for something called chimney peak Located on the border of Alberta and British Columbia on the Continental Divide. It was named in 1910 by T.J. Longstaff and Captain E.O. Wheeler, who made the first ascent through a chimney. What the fuck? I I just wanted to find out, what was Captain E.O. about? And here's Wikipedia going, oh, you mean this Captain E.O.? The guy who first went through a chimney? That guy? (laughs) Uh, chimney is apparently Thanks, Wikipedia. A cli- <laughs> chimney is a climbing term called a rock cleft with vertical sides mostly parallel, large enough to fit the climber's body into. To climb this structure, the climber uses his head, back, and feet to apply opposite pressure on the vertical walls. So I guess it's like climbing, just like climbing up a chimney. Yeah, I mean, I hate to be that dickhead, but like I was doing that when I was like seven, like wherever I could. I'm always this climbing is, stuff. This That's is my terrible. Uh, yeah. All right. I've been out on a couple of spelunking little adventures. Anyway, yeah, so our next of, doodle. Speak, speaking of caves of uh, cave exploration, <laughs> we're on to the first uh, game of the issue. We have Panic Restaurant, which is a platformer uh, for the NES that was done by Taito. Uh, did any of you do any research on uh, Panic? Well, obviously, Brandon, you're not expected to because we called you up at the last minute. But, Mike, did you uh, did you do any uh, sort of looking I, into this game? Oh, I've been so busy with the editing and the okay. Everything well, so, but this game I watched. I watched a video. Yeah, it's it's playable. It's definitely an offbeat. I think it was a very Japanese game that they kind of uh, brought over. The premise is you are a chef. Uh, for the Eaton restaurant and um, a rival chef is like uh, has uh, taken over like stolen something from you or whatever you basically have to like avenge your um, your name or restaurant you know going after uh, going after this rival chef um, it, the cook is it's called not... Cookie and, the, and his assistant is O'Dove oh my god Gosh, what kind of name is well, Odov is the uh, Odov is the is the villain. Like he's the one that Odov. he's his former yeah. assistant. Yeah. yeah. So it's a weird platforming. I like game. the story. He's vowed revenge because of an unfortunate incident involving a potato peeler. <laughs> hey man, I can speak for uh, experience. Those potato peelers have a tendency to bite back. So, oh. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I was just. I was just saying, well, there we go. All right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, and you pick up, um, let's see, it's, there's a frying pan, a spoon, a fork that actually works like a pogo stick, 
and um what there's like there's a pot the vincent pot it actually you put a pot on your head and the handle spins around you can like run into everything it's like super weird super kind of just strange like it's a very offbeat game like if you're, if you're if your thing is sort of playing games from this era with like sort of odd gimmicks to them like it's it's definitely like kind of in the vein of your your capcom platformers but what's really strange about this game is just the way you use like the chef in, uh, instruments and then what really stands out above everything else is the um the bosses so you've got like pop top is the stage one boss he's a like a jiffy pop popcorn pan that like slowly uh fills with rage and like popcorn and like when you when you attack him like popcorn explodes out of his head uh there's um there's a microwave named nuked uh that you have to attack there's like a a tempura shrimp um walk and uh, a big mac that you have to battle like temper a shrimp yeah temper a shrimp temper Uh, cheese cheesy burger which is a like a a, a Big Mac a, a hamburger that like splits into different uh, sort of layers and you have to battle um, and then there's uh, also uh, you have to battle uh, ice ice scream instead of ice cream uh, <laughs> you have to like battle the uh, the ice cream cone uh, and then the final the final boss is uh, O'Dove so um, you know there's not a, there's not a ton here uh, but if you are looking for sort of offbeat like fun um you know kind of oddball games from this from this era i think this uh you know like every episode i'm saying this but like there were great games that came out for the nes like at this point in time it's just people weren't really paying attention to them so uh if you're looking for something that kind of got lost in in the noise of of the era like definitely panic restaurants you know worth your time worth worth playing through a little bit because uh uh, you know, it's um, it's definitely one of the stranger games out there. So I think I think this game belongs definitely on the taste test. In more ways yeah, than I mean, I, I I don't think that you can't not play this game with uh, the food theme. That's definitely for sure. So it, it's funny yeah. that you say that actually, because I already added it to the Dropbox folder. That's what I was saying earlier. <laughs> yeah. So you know, actually, uh, this I, kind of makes me think though the way that John was uh, describing it. Like, it is a super strange game. And it almost seems to me as if somebody took the idea of like, hey, I work in a restaurant every single day. How could I translate these trials and tribulations and really stretch them into something that other people can get on board with? And I feel like, you know, that's just not a good business strategy, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me somebody's picking up what I'm putting down. I'm just looking at this picture of them. He's got like a like a chili pepper for a nose. He's got one eye, probably because of the potato peeler incident. And he's uh, like, yeah. Oh, dove. Oh, dove. Oh. And and in the game, yeah. for some reason, he's a, like a green goblin. Well, he's got <laughs> purple mask. He's got like purple skin, green undies. His the yeah. artwork the artwork is better than the in game sprite. Yeah, they gave, whoever whoever made the game gave them some good concept art for uh, this feature. There's a lot there's a lot going on here. So, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say in the odd the odd range, but playable. So, um, do you want to move on to the next game? Sure, it's sports. You can handle it. <laughs> uh, uh, well, it's um, ninety two. So there's the Barcelona games going on. Uh, at least. Barcelona. In, 
Okay. That was Queen. odd. Oh, okay. Um, he didn't <laughs> nope. Nope. All right. So uh, this is like an unlicensed Olympics game. Uh, so um, call offense. It's kind, of, it's kind of a button masher. I looked into it a little bit. Um, there's a cool mode like for like training that you can do. So you can sort of like try out the events before you're actually competing with them as part of the game. Um, but really this is pretty much just a money grab going after the Olympics, uh, fever, you know, go and play as your country. Uh, one interesting thing, the, uh, cause this is right after the Berlin wall fell, fell. Um, the Russian team is actually represented as uh, CIS, which is con, uh, Confederation of Independent States, which was like seven or eight, of the nations that the Soviet Union became, like, after the split up. So, oh. sort of an odd historical thing. You have USA, China, Great Britain, Germany, uh, Netherlands, Spain, Japan, um, Romania, France, Canada, and one other one that I can't read on this page right now, because uh, it's really... <laughs> um, but anyway, I think it's yeah, H-U-N, Hungary. Hungary? Yeah, that might be it. Um, so, and then, uh, yeah, the, uh, like I said, the CIS, which was a short lived acronym that was used for the breakup of, uh, the Soviet States after, after the fall of the Berlin wall. So, uh, or the fall of the Soviet union more accurately. Um, and then, so we have like events, we got hundred meter, hundred meter dash, long jump, uh, the hundred meter backstroke, uh, 200 meter dash, which that's kind of stupid that you would, I mean, okay, fine. You have shot put, a hundred meter butterfly. Uh, for every after every program, we take take part in a special event, uh, continuing event, the marathon. So like as you play along, you like progress the marathon during the game. Uh, there's also more. There's a four meter dash, triple jump, uh, hundred meter freestyle swimming, hundred and ten meter hurdles, uh, javelin, uh, breaststroke, weightlifting, high jump a vaulting horse, the 4x100 relay, and then the 200-meter medley um, for uh, completing, like, sort of the the rotation of um, events, so to speak. So uh, definitely um, an unlicensed Olympic game, which is kind of strange. You don't see those uh, anymore, but uh, definitely what, um, what Capcom was going after here. And from what I understand from looking into it, it is, you know, sort of an, a fun little, if you enjoy sort of uh, old-time, you know, kitschy, kind of odd sports games, uh, this, is, this is actually pretty playable from my understanding. Um, but I definitely wouldn't put it in the rotation of, like, you have to go check it out, unfortunately. So... <laughs> it looks like uh, where Wii Sports took all of its you know, uh, right. influence from. They were like, well, we had that one game that one time. It like, it's like a much more boring Wii Sports. <laughs> so, I'm assuming uh, that you can compete against your friends in this, but it doesn't... Yeah, there is a multiplayer thing, I'm pretty sure. Because that would be but... fucking terrible if you couldn't. Yeah, like, <laughs> that would just least, be outrageous. I played the Olympics by myself. You could like yeah. at least compare your scores against your friends. So like even if you couldn't, you could still like just write down what you <laughs> compare. Fuck that. Well, just saying. But I'm pretty sure. As far as I'm concerned, history is written by the winners. And if every time I'm up in the Olympics and it's just well, me, that's, 
that's big talk coming from Canada. <laughs> so. But that's my point. That's that's world history. But when you're talking about like, hey man, let's get together, compare our fictional Olympic sports scores in an unlicensed Capcom game. You know, Canada wins every yeah. time, as far as I'm concerned. When's when's the <laughs> last time you won an Olympic sporting event that wasn't curling? I mean, come on. So <laughs> no, but that's my point. This is fictional. I can just yeah, I did the best. I got golds across the board. I did weightlifting, high jump, vaulting horse. I fucking aced it. I don't get why they had time to put in like fucking Hungary, but they couldn't put Australia in, especially with the sport with the swimming events. I don't know. They lost. They lost me when they didn't have Australia. So. No. All right. Uh, the next game is Might and Magic. Uh, which looks which super cool. It is super cool. I believe this is the one. It's The full title is Might and Magic, Secret of the Inner Sanctum. Uh, the one strange thing about this game was it originally came out for the Apple II in like 86. And then uh, it didn't come out for the NES um, until... 92 so it's a it's it's an old game at this point in time um so it kind of struggles from that from my understanding i was kind of hoping that a little more research had been done so i wouldn't have to look that much into this because it really just isn't down my alley but it's um a dungeon exploration game uh a la mike you know the this genre genre better than i do uh shadow like Shadowrun or yeah so a lot of lot of text, a lot of menus. You're 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 working your way through like a 3D generated um, dungeon uh, in the different stages. Really not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Here on the the first page is pretty cool though. Like that looks super games. cool. You've got all like the town of Earl Quinn, Fortress of Magic, the town of Portsmouth. It should be the port of Portsmouth or something, but. Town of no, the town of Portsmouth makes sense. I know, I know. Town of Algary, the town of Sorpagal, and the town of Dusk. So it looks like there's all these different, you know, jungle and desert and mountains and all kinds of awesome, uh, you know, and the artwork on the first page here on 18, they you got like a, a group of three adventurers that are like, you know, ex- like breaking into the depths of a dungeon and there's like a dragon soaring above them and like another one like bursting out of the floor at them. It just looks yeah, freaking awesome. It's got like a dragon warrior type readout. Yeah. So I've never played this game. Like you would have to pay me a good amount of money <laughs> to play a game like this. Well, but uh, maybe Brandon and I can tackle these. Like the taste test, we usually like dabble in like quick attempts at games to, uh, I wonder like what we would call it if we like if this would be like a full course meal. Yeah, this so would rich. be. Um, to be honest, I was into it when I saw the map and I saw the cool like, uh, you know, Doom slash Wolfenstein esque dungeon exploration kind of thing. And then the next page has got the world of Van Varn map. Varn. Is that part of the same? Yeah, it's part of the same game, right? So that yeah. looks cool. That little map that they got, and then the next page. But uh, as soon as John said, you know, text boxes and fucking reading, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. That's going to be a tough sell. We'll have to get the, the listeners to vote on it if they really want us to do it, maybe. But also, uh, a shocking realization that I'm slowly coming to while doing these with you guys is that if a game spends a lot of time on, like, the art on the front page and making sure that there's a detailed map in the magazine... It means that the game is seriously lacking 
from having any kind of map at all. So you're just going to be pulling out your hair while you're playing this. Uh, I mean, of course, we know. can play with power. It depends, because there's some games like um, Link to the Past has gr- a great map in here, but also has a great map in game. So, yeah. I mean, I don't True. know if that's really... It's, a, it's an exception, but Brandon's usually... Yeah, you're like, generally... You're onto something there, though. Like, if they've put the time into... If you need an overhead map in the magazine, it's because you sorely needed one in the game. Yeah. It's kind of like their boo-boo cover-ups, you know? A lot of the RPGs in this welcome, era... Welcome to Nintendo whoopsies. A lot, of the RP, a lot of the RPGs in this era like really like kind of bit off more they could handle. Um, they're just trying to get like all these complex ideas and mechanics across, like and just the graphics and just everything aren't really there to support that. And I, even to a certain extent, I think some of the more modern RPGs kind of dumb down some of these aspects, so you're not you know juggling so many different variables and, and things like that. You're more focusing on a few things that you want to you know pay more attention to like there's this is kind of just i mean look at these like there's just charts and all kinds of stuff all over this i don't know like it, oh, like definitely ten, ten, goal where it says descending into darkness and it's like yeah can you imagine a first person perspective of all these twists and turns you yeah. need this friggin' magazine to play this damn game so absolutely uh, speaking of needing the magazine, where we have the first ever Nintendo we, Power, we should put this in the category of games for like the taste test. If the Patreon bulks up, like if you uh, hit like a new tier, then you can vote for you know really torturous, complicated games for us to go through. Well, uh, I can tell you, I'm using my veto on that game no matter what. But unless <laughs> unless you send me to like Vegas or something like that, then sure. But <laughs> all right, um, Nintendo Power Password Giveaway. We move along, maybe. Uh, well, we get to see passwords for Simon's Quest. Uh, yeah, these are actually really cool. Yeah, they. This is kind of interesting. It feels like they've given away passwords before, but they're. They're saying like we're just gonna hit you up the face with like a shotgun blast of passwords uh, here. So, yeah, I mean the classified corner, the, the what's it called, classified information at the end usually has some kind of tricky stuff like this, but this is just full on passwords, and I love it. Right, and then they have some. Uh, I just uh, feel passwords ba- for the rooms. I'm sorry for the adventures of Lolo. I and, just feel uh, bad for the dyslexic gamers who are trying to like write yeah. this shit down. Yeah, some of these um, are fucking terrifying, actually. So yeah, I mean, it's a good thing you don't have to write are... them down. Yeah, oh, the willow yeah. ones have explanation marks. I mean, that's crazy. The immortal. Oh, yeah, that's fucking Strider. There's no metal breaks storm. in the immortal one. It's just hey, let's just remember like a ten string, a fifteen character string. They have game, yeah, but you don't have, have to remember it because you own the magazine. If you're playing the game, they, they give you the all important Mega Man uh, passwords in the chart form there, and oh, then uh, the some Gargoyle's extra. Quest. Yeah, oh, Gargoyle's yeah, Quest for game yeah, Boy. actually, Mike, I was gonna say we should uh, we should look yeah. into that. Yeah, we should, we should <laughs> just say it. And they not also give you give some away, of the not to give away an upcoming episode. Are we going? To? They uh, also give away. Um, sorry. Nintendo's giving away, you know, codes, and we're giving away episode trivia for our <laughs> um, very avid give away The pilot wings codes for some of the harder less missions in the game. So if you wanted to, like, because look, there's the one on the bottom right there. It actually puts you in the nighttime uh, helicopter raid over enemy territory that's like really far into the game. Like I think I might have got that far like once. So <laughs> if you oh. want to check out that like the guts, like the really cool guts of the game, 
uh, that's a fun code right there if you want to play uh, something that's a little more challenging. So, um, I love that Castle from Mega Man 4. It got like that Tetris, uh, what is it, like an Orthodox church dome or like, what are those <laughs> temples? You got like minarets on them? They're talking, well, minarets uh, are, are, are mosques. Yeah, they'll say like, like a mosque. They've also, got, they've also got like the Russian Orthodox that has like in the Red Square and like in Moscow and all that. They have their their look too, so... Right. Yeah, the uh, passwords for lemmings are cool too. Yep. Yeah. Enough of these passwords. Let's move on to some passwords. Classified yeah, information. More, more passwords. It's funny here. that I struggled with the name of this category, and it's like the next category. <laughs> um. So we have Bo Jackson baseball. There's a code that, um, if you enter it, everyone on your team is Bo Jackson. <laughs> so that's kind of <laughs> crazy. There's a boss test mode for Shatterhand. Um. There's some Hunt for October codes that looks like for the NES version. Uh, Pipe Dream. I don't know. There's not too much here. There's a way to switch your opponents in the F1 game for the Super NES. I like how Pipe uh, Dream is a game, but like Bioshock and tons of other games since then, that's a mini game. <laughs> that's yeah. like a side game that had to get programmed in to justify something else. Right. Well, yeah, some guys just like, hey, I finally figured out the pipe dream engine. Yeah, yeah but we're playing it. We're, we're making a first person shooter. You really should have been at that meeting. Do you think, like, <laughs> for the, uh, like, they just kept telling him you can't make that game as a pipe dream? So, like, he decided to name it that just <laughs> in spite. So. All right. I wonder if the uh, this existed before this game. Uh, I'm sure it did. Um, so, on to the first comic of the issue. We have a, 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 a Zelda comic uh, leading us off. So, uh, Mike, this is right in your wheelhouse. Yay! Comic oh, time yeah. on, comic time on Uncle Mike. Yo, okay. I am so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Although Link could not prevent Aghanim from sending Zelda to the Dark World before his very eyes, he was triumphant in defeating the evil wizard thereafter in a terrific battle. Even in defeat, Aghanim was able to trap Link in the Dark World. Also, in this distant world full of monsters, beyond the reach of Sashrala's telepathic advice, Link was left to fight alone. And here we see Link suffering battle damage from his, oh, his only his encounter up close with only about a dozen grenades. And so, yep. of course, he's got some bruises because you know those grenades they'll they'll scuff you. So we uh, Link makes the uh, connection that this girl, that this fairy appearing before him is the fairy that the monsters were after. And then she just takes off, he ends up following her, and then he sees a Zora monster, who, uh, if you remember the Zora from the game, uh, <coughs> they're the guys that appear in the water, some of them will shoot fireballs at you, and some of them you can actually talk to, and in the length of the past, they'll give you the flippers. Or they'll sell them to you for like 500 rupees. So Link is all uh, flustered when he sees this scarred up Zora appearing before him. But he's too exhausted, and he collapses. And the Zora picks him up, and he goes, You're an ugly little man, but you have my thanks for helping my Ephemerelda. I saw your sword and thought you were the knight. A knight? A dangerous man who swung the singular master sword. Ramu was his name. He's the one who scarred my forehead. Master sword, is that what they call this? Your blade does bear a resemblance to his. 
and then you get to see the fairy do her little dance, and Link is healed and refreshed. And the uh, Zora says, it's the healing power of my Ephemeralda's wings. It's what makes her desirable to the thieves of this world. My name is Zora. My people lived in peace since water first fell upon the earth, until Ganon usurped the power of gold and created the Dark World. So you're not one of Ganon's followers? Then the fairy informs him that some people are opposed to Ganon's rule. And uh, the fairy says she hasn't seen him around here before. He says, I tried to save Zelda, but Aghanim cast me into this world. Oh, really? Aghanim and Ganon are good buddies. Even though Ganon has the Triforce, he can't go to Hyrule, so he sent Aghanim there to do his dirty work. So if he can't get there, how did he get Aghanim there? <laughs> you know, if Aghanim was already a local in this world, and he spoke <coughs> with him, that's one thing. But saying that he sent him there just says, like, oh, so some people can move and you can't. No. Anyway, it says, Aghanim sent the maidens here so Ganon could steal their power. So the missing girls are, and Zelda are alive in this world? One is imprisoned in the crystal in the palace nearby, but you shouldn't go there. In legends, that place is known as the Palace of Darkness. Ganon's servants have stockpiled the dangerous explosive fire corn there. I've already hmm. seen what the fire corn can do. No matter what, I must rescue the girl who is held there. Hmm. If you must go, take my ephemerelda for your guide. Also, your grotesque face is too conspicuous. And then he says, you must wear Zora's mask. Which uh, really is foreshadowing a later Zelda game. Yep. Which we talked about last time, too. Yep. Don't know why they put it in this game, but... Well, it's not in this game. I don't know what the hell he's making it out of. It looks like he's just peeling... Like, he just peeled one of his shoulder scales off. <laughs> and just like... Well, I, guess I believe the, it. My shoulders are made out of silly putty. I can stretch them all over your face. So he goes, Splendid, take good care of him, Ephemerelda. Ephemerelda. And then we get to see the moon with the face in it, which is really freaking cool. Good stars, good temple. It really looks like the temple that the that Link was on the first time. But he goes, yeah. It's the Palace of Darkness, and inside a maiden in a crystal cocoon. Maybe it's Zelda. Ignore the guards. Try to look like you belong here. So he just walks in, and everyone just lets him walk by. So now Link knows why Zora put that thing on his face. And then he finds the storeroom of the palace. And then he sees this big Cyclops-looking thing, which really looks like uh, like Shockwave from the Transformers. And then it just opens up an eye and scans him. I see a face behind the mask. The face of an intruder. Get to the interloper. And then Link just says, all right, fuck the costume. It's time for bite. Time for fighting. And that's when one of the, uh, the Cyclops takes out his grenade. And uh, the Rockclops <coughs> says, you fool. You know what would happen if you used the fire corn here? Well, I'll go up and smoke. And then Link cuts off the guy's grenade bandolier and says, if you guys are going to get me, we'll all go together. And then the Rockclops says, for some as, as he's moving, he's making like a sound. And well as saying, worry. Yeah, why would it? I don't know why. Like it says what he's saying. Like it's really dumb. They don't need the. They don't need the bubble there. I think he's oh. got. I think he's got like Batman neuromorphosis or something. It's 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 the Pokemon disorder. 
I gotta worry. So, Ephemeraldo uh, says, it's the crystal cocoon. And more whir, whir, whir. I guess that crystal's really got some RPMs going on it. And then uh, Link says, no, it's not her. And then a Gleelock shows up, which is uh, the unmasked version of that thing that you fight in the first Crystal Palace in the Dark World in uh, Link to the Past. Although, like, in the game, he has a mask on that you smash with a hammer, and then you get to see him with the crystal on his forehead. But then he swats the, uh, the crystal with his tail, and then Link just decides to just jump right beside him, slash, cutting a big slash into his throat. And then we see a whole bunch more of them. I don't know where they've been all this time. And then Link just decides, we have one chance. Would you mind taking them a present? Would I mind? I'd love to. And then she delivers the grenade via airmail and just hits the supply and the entire temple comes up. Just like blows up. And then we get to see Link coming out of the rubble with uh, that crystal <laughs> on top of him, but not crushing him. And then Link says, uh, are you all right? I'm all right, but my heart is beating so fast. Gosh, I didn't know you cared. And then the crystal cracks and shatters. And then we get to see what, well, if the maiden was inside, you'd think she'd look normal, but she seems to be a ghost. And then she goes, thank you, Link, because of you, I can escape this crystal prison. Now here's something that will help you, the calm fork. And then he goes, wait, do you know where Zelda is? And then we get to see the Comfort, which is really a symbol of the former Soviet Union. <laughs> and then, which again, this item does not exist in the game. They're really taking some deviations here. And then we yep. get to see a guy who looks like Astro Boy in a kilt saying, now you will hand me the Master Sword. Who are you? And the answer is, to be continued. To be continued. Also, that dickhead already has a sword. Yeah. What's he going to do with just, it? both of them? Just fuck off, guy, with your stupid hair. <laughs> I ain't your buddy, pal. I ain't your guy, guy. Right, <laughs> yeah. um, I ain't your pal, friend. <laughs> all right. So uh, let's rock it on here. Let's get through a little bit more uh, the Game Boy games, I'd say, and then we can uh, call it a half. So uh, what do we have in the Game Boy coverage? The first game here Toxic, looks really cool. Toxic, Toxic Crusaders. Yeah. I remember watching this cartoon. Not knowing why, but mm -hmm. I remember that song like Toxic Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders. And we get to see this guy, the screenshot of a villain who, I mean, come on, shoulder pads, God. Yeah. And then, like, the rock guy is definitely Canadian because he's got, like, a maple leaf on his face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's Major Disaster. I already checked him out. Major disaster and Major then disaster. no zones. No zones definitely is Rayleigh really. and the uh, <laughs> Toxie well, because he has a big nose is the joke. Uh, Toxie is probably from New Jersey. Junkyard is probably I don't know. I don't know. A headbanger um, <coughs> has like a, a mutant head like grafted onto his shoulder. So I do kind of remember there being a TV show. I don't remember that much about it. I I think. Toxie was the main star of the show, from what from what I recall, right? Yeah, Toxie, because he's the Toxic Crusader from the uh, Trauma films. Did you ever watch the talk? Did you neither of you ever watch the Toxic Crusader movies? Nope. Uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> it, um, it, it's a good. It's a good waste of time. 
So I did watch a little bit of a video on this. I couldn't find any reviews on it, but um, it does look like a pretty below average platformer. Uh, the sprite work and especially the artwork on the cutscenes was very well done for a Game Boy game. Like looking looking at the coverage here, there's a lot of shots of the enemies talking to each other. Um, they've put a lot of effort into like the cutscene animations, but the rest of the game just isn't that fun from what I understand. Um, yeah, these screenshots look boring as fuck. Yeah, I'm, because I'm the game is that. boring as fuck. So, unfortunately, like, cool show from what I remember, kind of definitely an odd, like, gameplay mechanic in that you, you rotate between the, the five characters. A lot of times with games like this, um, you play just, like, one of the characters from the show. Instead, they, they did put the effort in. You can actually rotate rotate through them. But um, first-generation Game Boy really isn't the system to kind of push in that way. They really probably should have put more effort into the actual game part of the game. I think it probably would have translated to a better game overall, unfortunately. So I fucked up the movie title. It was The Toxic Avenger. But in the game, but in the uh, cartoon, because there's a bunch of them, that's why they're called The Toxic Crusaders. And uh, the first... I've seen them. They're, they're entertaining, but stupid. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like good, bad movies. And the first mm-hmm. one, like, and they're, I don't know why they decided to make them a kid show because they are not, the movies are not kid friendly. Like they're, in the first one, uh, before the, when Melvin Junko is turned into the toxic crusader, he's lured by this girl who's like shaking her tits at him. She's like, come on over here, Melvin. And of course he's just like, ah, okay. And, so then, uh, then they push him into what like the a fuck condition do you there. have where you can remember all this shit from like the early nineties? Seen <laughs> in the nineties, I downloaded them recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I watched it like four years ago or something. And okay. uh, in the last Toxic Crusader movie, there were uh, uh, one of the uh, bystanders in the. And it was Ron Jeremy. What went through your head where you're like, I want to go watch Toxic Crusaders from the early 90s? Oh, no. no <laughs> the, the Toxic Avengers, just about him. But uh, I don't know. Like, no, no, no. Don't, don't just. Yeah, you just trying to sidestep. Like, what I was the fuck? Like, don't just sidestep that. I want, I want answers <laughs> to here. John makes a good point. There's no part of me that goes, I want to go watch whatever the hell. <laughs> that was what was what was terrible back then ah super mario i want to watch that 10 times in a row that that doesn't <laughs> no. cross my mind well but I, I was curious about the toxic i think i saw something that reminded me of the toxic avenger where they're talking about remaking the movie and i was just like oh they made i wonder how many movies they made then i found out they made five I'm like, oh well, then so I have to watch those. Yeah. Also, at any point in time, you said no one bailed. ever. <laughs> you you could have just bailed and said I was doing research for the topic tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, at that, any that, point in time. That's why you're not ready movie. for. I couldn't bail during the movie because they were actually they were passably entertaining. They weren't they weren't insufferably bad. They were like bad in an entertaining way. But mm. I know why I know why Mike didn't have time to do any actual prep and I can't begrudge him for it. So yeah. speaking speaking of uh stuff that's kinda shitty, uh <laughs> Jeep Jamboree the game. Uh it looks like some sort of Jeep racing game. When I was looking through everything, I was really confused because like it looks like the way they describe each map. Um I was reading it as like four maps of a thousand thirty hundred and ninety-five kilometers, and I'm like Oh my god, that game like it would take you like 
like days to do each game, but it's one point three nine five. So for some reason, they take the um, the distance for the lap uh, out to the thousandth of the of the kilometer uh, for each of them. Huh. So it, lo- it looks like a pretty. I don't know, shitty, like, because, like, the other cars are racing take up, like, more than half the screen, it seems like, when you factor in the sky. I wonder who made them go with the metric system. Um, who made it? Let's see. Virgin. Does it say? Virgin? So also that's Gremlin. British. It's a British game. And company, I would assume, so. Oh, it takes you from I don't know. I... to the mountain forest of Alberta, Canada. So Canada getting mentioned in the Game Boy game. Cool. Oh fuck yeah, represent. Yeah, it uh, there is some like interesting locations here. It's all over the western and US and western uh Canada. But it just visually isn't that appealing of a game to me. So unless you have a big thing for Jeeps and off-roading, I'd probably skip it. Um, in that case you're probably too douchey to play Game Boy. Don't, don't hit on the Jeep. Jeep people are cool actually. It's you know, nah, I don't know, person. man. Yeah, they're like camping. People haven't, like, haven't earned anything in my books. There's the douchey Jeep people that like tear up trails and shit. Those guys are kind of assholes. But your average Jeep guy just wants to go camping on the weekends. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a big problem. That, to me, is a, is, a, is a person who enjoys camping that also has a semi-sensible vehicle. But most of the people that I know that own Jeeps have them all decked out and drive up and down Main Street. And just have the stupidest fucking music and the dumbest fucking tires. And they think they're so cool. And I'm like, you realize that this is a heavily populated area that you'll never need that kind of vehicle in. And you're just being a dickhead for owning one. Uh, uh, Dennis Miller said it uh, best during one of his, uh, on the Dennis Miller live show. He said, a, a, a Hummer being used to traverse the, uh, the off-road paths of Borneo is a tool. A Hummer taking up three parking spots in front of a Starbucks is driven by a tool. <laughs> so, that's uh, that's pretty good. We also have another uh, racing game here. We have Wave Race, which has to be the precursor to Wave Race 64. Um, Wave Race 64 is a pretty fun game. This, however, doesn't look like it's a pretty fun game. Uh, yeah, we talked about this know, a little in the last uh, episode as well. Yeah. I think, Kenny, um, I think Kenny Powers would love this game. Okay. <laughs> My wave racer. <laughs> um, no, it does look like... Well, I guess he's got a I'm jet sorry. ski, but... Uh, I was going to say, I think like, Kenny Powers has a jet ski. <laughs> it does look like um, they have some pretty varied courses with, like, um, slalom and things like that. But, I mean, just it doesn't... I don't know. It's not bringing that much to the table, in my opinion, here. Yeah. Anything drawn you guys in? Uh, the next article sent They got some... Well, hold on. They got some pretty interesting uh, names in this one. Like, uh, for the things, like... One of them is uh, Jumpin' Jack Splash. Another mm-hmm. one is Pace of the Race. Another one is One's Company. Another one is Ram Alone. <laughs> oh, Rome Alone. Like, My bad. On the, uh, on the on the bottom of page 58, the, the guy on the stand-up jet ski looks a bit like Master Chief with a... Uh, <laughs> with a... <laughs> um, checkered flag there so yeah and these are like oddly lonely titles like like i feel like this is kind of like all insinuations to masturbating by yourself for the rest of your life 
Which is the kind of thing that you would expect from somebody who owns this game. So, I would think. Um, uh, and then there's boats from the overhead view look like paper clips. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You know what? As much as I sort of bash games on that, like I would much rather have um, you know, detail on the on the actual race part of the race than the jet ski itself. Like I'd rather have that be the way they did it where you can see more about what's around you and like and 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 like the actual stuff you're racing, then then concentrating too much on the boat itself, especially with the screen as limited as the uh, as the original Game Boy screen was. So, um, and then rounding out the uh, first half of the episode here, we have Centipede is being uh, ported over onto the Game Boy, and oh my God, does this coverage look terrible? <laughs> uh, the way they captured each you know screen for centipede it just it doesn't do justice i i'm sh- i'm sure the game plays just fine i mean it's it's centipede you know exactly what you're getting uh and you know pretty much everyone played centipede at some point or another growing up but actually uh, i was just wondering is centipede snake or is centipede something else centipede's more like space invaders uh like the enemies are kind of falling down at you from the top of the screen Okay. Yeah, you have to, yeah, you have to shoot down things that are descending in a zigzag pattern. And I think if they hit like these mushrooms, that automatically sends them like one level down. So you got to mm. shoot the mushrooms out of their way so that it buys you more time before they reach the end of the screen to. Uh, yeah, you know what? Come down. Right. Now that I think about it. I don't think I ever played that much of Centipede. Now that now that I actually. Oh man, it I just, remember I, that so, game. I love that game. It was a this, fun game. It is a fun game. But this coverage just makes it look awful. <laughs> it just makes it look absolutely terrible. Uh, if you want to see, you know, example of just how they had some trouble showing off what games were uh, for this generation with Nintendo Power, six, page sixty and sixty-one of issue thirty-eight. Like this, this the centipede. It just it's a garbled mess of whatever's going on on the screen. Like it just doesn't translate to magazine format very well so on what page 60 or what 60 page? i'm just saying like all just all this centipede coverage is just you can't i mean look yeah. at those images you can't really tell what's what's happening i mean I don't that know free falling right screen grab there like that doesn't make any sense to me yeah i have no idea what the game is from these from these shots so um i think that's a good yeah a good break point and uh we'll 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 be staying on here and wrapping up but uh for all intents and purposes that's going to end the uh the recording first half of this issue 38 so um as always everyone please if you're looking to reach out to us um we're starting to see some itunes reviews that's really helpful um even if you don't agree with what we're doing, it's still okay. Uh, I know it, it rustled it rustled Mike Mike's jimmies a little bit, but I was I was pretty okay with what that uh, that particular reviewer was saying. Yeah, I was, um, I was just teasing. Yeah, in Canada but, we speak three languages: English, French, and sarcasm. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, if you don't like the show, at least tell us why instead of like oh you fake suck blah 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 like this. You know, well he gave a fair review. Yeah, this guy was he gave he gave a fair assessment. Yeah, it just and we just weren't delivering what he was looking for. If you do like the show, please put a few nice words in for us because it will help us go up the rankings and uh, bring more people to the podcast. Um, if you want to reach out to us, we have a pretty nice little Facebook group going at this point in time. So uh, I know that's how we run into quite a few different people involved with the show, including I think Brandon. We reached out to you on Facebook initially as well, right? Yep, absolutely. So uh, definitely, I was, always. I was personally recruiting fans, just like the. Uh, 
Well, a trick I learned from my stand-up days was uh, going outside and literally driving people off the street and saying, hey, do you want to check this out? Like, well, just yep. how many people oh, yeah. have enough time in their day to just be like, yeah, fuck it, I'll check it out. <laughs> oh yeah, Mike has no Mike has no shame too, which really helps. So, um, but yeah, no, I think that's Facebook why Mike group. and I get along so well. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Facebook is the great way to reach out to us. We also are on Twitter. I have no idea how ac- how active we are on Twitter, but it's a Get the Power eighty eight. Um, as I don't know if we mentioned or not, uh, we have the Patreon, uh, uh, patreon.com slash playing with power. Is that it? Uh, yeah. Patreon.com slash playing with power. And the Facebook is facebook.com slash playing with power podcast. Okay. Um, yeah. And if you, you know, please, as always a little, uh, a little fundage, uh, helps us cover, uh, some of our expenses and, and can maybe help us do some more content here because uh, none of this is none of our uh, main uh, main sources of uh, income so we, we do this for the enjoyment of it but um, when we have a little bit more uh, money we can utilize for the the podcast we can probably do um, some more stuff for you guys as well so anything that you can uh, can give there is, is very much appreciated not expected but uh, if you're enjoying it help us help us uh, bring some more stuff to you would, would, would really be nice yeah, the so, more time we uh, can put into this the more content we can generate if you happen to like what we're putting out <laughs> so uh, can, just keep not donating and eventually we will wither and die like we want or we're going to run out of <laughs> Nintendo powers before too long, so maybe it'll just die a natural death. So, But anyway, <laughs> um, that pretty much wraps this up for now. So uh, I'll uh, say that I'm John. I'm Mike. And I'm and Brandon. There we go. And we're all <laughs> playing with power. <laughs> Woo! Entertainment System. Now you're playing with